Hello, everybody. It is What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. It's your host, MJ, Scott, and Steven, with our first guest, guest, excuse me, Charlie Gonzalez. Charlie, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Guys, it is an honor to be here. It's a joy to be talking to you all. Thank you for having me on. Um, my name is Charlie. I'm the manager of the Ricky Williamses, two-time league champions, and the reigning defending fifth-place finishers in the league. Um, I've been uh, playing fantasy football since, I think, 2011, maybe 2012. Um, this is the first year in a while that I've only been in one league. This is the league with you guys is the only one that I'm involved in right now. Um, but yeah, I, I might be a little bit unique in that I don't watch professional football. It's been a long time since I watched a regular season football game, maybe <laughs> two or three years. Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much uh, make all my decisions based on rankings and numbers and things and got my own proprietary formula to do that um so i think the the purists might have some disdain for me for that but it's how i roll yeah I'm, i mean i'd honestly say that and i i bet steven and scott would both agree with me that charlie is one of the most consistent for fantasy sure. football players that we know consistent i mean al always always silent, silent but deadly yes I feel like every year I've played with you, always number one for the first couple of weeks. Well, I, I I looked this up. I looked up my own record, um, and y'all y'all are right that I'm pretty darn consistent. I've I've made the playoffs every year except one. Wow. Which I've drafted a team, um, but I haven't won since 2014. So I've I've just been kind of the I don't know Georgia Bulldogs up until up until now, just always good but never never great lately. Um, of course, that's an outdated reference immediately uh, because they they are now national champions. So I'm I'm trying to maybe switch up my philosophy a little bit um, and become a little bit more accepting of risk, so I can increase my upside and get to that next level this year. Oh man, things we'd love to hear for our listeners out there. I actually keep stats on the league and. Based on Charlie's time in the league, he has the uh, second best ranking to Steven uh, with a 4.5 average to Steven's 3.91. So out of all 10 of us, Charlie is, is number two through his time in the league. Uh, his first year, he did take over a team halfway through. So that's there's kind of an asterisk to that first season. But um, he has the best playoff appearance of anybody in the league with 0. .800. Uh, so uh, eight out of every 10 years or four out of every five he makes the playoffs uh with three top three finishes and two championship appearances and two championships so when he makes the dance he wins it it's been a while though <laughs> maybe this things are things are looking good this year though i'm sitting in first place boys things are looking up all right well we're gonna go ahead and start off with our first well with our icebreaker, which is going to be, if anyone did listen to our first episode, it's going to be our favorite song from our days in the Auburn University Singers, which is our show choir. So I'll go ahead and start off with mine. That's going to be the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Um, really needs no explanation. All of my singer alumni, friends who know this song, knows exactly why it's a favorite of mine. 
Uh, who's up next? Scott, Steven? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, speaking of take it, mine is Ticket to Ride, uh, originally recorded by the Beatles. Um, and I would say it was probably my favorite song and singers because it was my first time ever getting to be exactly front and center. Uh, nice. If you guys know me, I'm a little bit of a ham. I like to be center of attention. And it was of all my years in show choir, it was the very first time where I actually was the front and center couple. And uh, I loved the dance routine to that song. And the song is just a great song. Um, how can you hate on the Beatles? So, Steven? I can certainly hate on the Beatles if you give me the chance. But <laughs> my favorite song to perform was Soul Man. Um, very popular song by the Blues Brothers, mainly due to the choreography, just a fun song. Uh, Charlie actually had a solo to kick us off in the song, but uh, but yeah, we, we wore sunglasses, did the, did the whole dance, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Charlie, what's yours? Soul Man was a lot of fun. That was a that was a contender for me. Um, but my all time favorite was Hot Hot Hot. I I can't say it was the most interesting vocally. I can't say the choreography was all that intricate, but I I can say that. By far, I had the most fun on the stage when we were singing Ole, Ole. Amen. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so with that, we're going to go ahead and start out with our week four recap. And gosh, what a another week. I swear, every, every week just is another week in which my, my mental starts to unravel. Um. I mean, of course, we have our lost. I, I lost Javante, and I mean, Steve uh, Scott lost Javante as well. Uh, in two leagues. Um, but I'll just start off at the top. I mean, of course, uh, I feel bad for everyone who didn't wake up in time for the London game and had Kamara in their starting lineup. I believe it was over eighty-three percent of active rosters that people still left them in there so everyone who got that goose egg yeah that's that is a very large zero to have um on your lineup for this week and scott what are what's the uh kind of lineup for international games coming up yeah uh just hit on that camara thing real quick so to be fair to everybody that did leave him in their lineups going into saturday evening he was still questionable uh, expected to play they didn't make the call until 7.07 a.m. Central Time. The game kicked off at 8.30 Central Time. So they really only gave you an hour and 20 minutes of, uh, of warning there. But there's another London game this next weekend. So don't let it catch you again. We have the New York Giants facing off against the Green Bay Packers. That's a 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time kickoff. So set your lineups before that. Uh, and then the next one is October 30th. Uh, Denver Broncos versus Jacksonville Jaguars, also at 9.30 a.m. Eastern oh, Time. Uh, and then the last one that's going to have an impact on uh, time and, and having to set an early schedule is the game in Germany, the first game in Germany, and it is on November 13th. It's the Seattle Seahawks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and then the International Series closes out with the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico City, but that is a 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff, so that one will not be as big of a factor as far as setting lineups goes. Great. Thank you, Scott. Um, and of course, we had our Seahawks and Lions shootout. Um, man, if you do not have a piece of this Lions offense, which, fun fact, they are the number one ranked 
offense in the league. Also, number 32 ranked defense <laughs> of the league. So here's a little that. hint. Get a piece of the pie, and you're going to continue eating up throughout the rest of the season, right? Uh, that is unless Steven continues hoarding the Lions. Um, geez. Uh, One the, might say Steven has his lion's share. Hmm. <laughs> One might say that, but not many would say that. <laughs> uh, agreed. Um, of course, we had our Eagles versus the Jaguars, in which, man, Trevor Lawrence lost four fumbles for me. Um, Hurts, after getting that initial INT, tightened things up, and they came up with a huge win. Zach, Zach Wilson is back for the Jets, and he actually looked... He actually looked pretty decent. He had a reversal, and he got a reception touchdown. So that was actually pretty sick. Uh, I'll give him a nice meh for the week. Yeah, I'll give him a meh. I, I'll give him a meh. Um, Bills versus Ravens. What a comeback by the Bills. Their defense actually held the Ravens scoreless throughout the entire second half. Um, we saw in the Patriots versus Packers game, Bailey Zappi, uh, the rookie, got some action against the Packers. They actually His first touchdown pass came up on like this egregious miss call, like a uh, delay of game. They allowed oh, him to have like, yes. yeah, it was really bad, but Hey, they, they gave it to the kid. They felt bad. Um, uh, of course the Broncos continue to look mediocre lost to the O and three Raiders. I think mediocre is a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I guess mediocre is a compliment. And of course, Javante's knee blew up, which it's real sad. I, I yeah, I hope the kid gets better. Uh, thankfully he's still young. He's got, He's got plenty of football left to go. And, of course, we ended the week with the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. And, man, Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just playing games with the Bucs. I mean, what was that spin move into a, a basketball pass into the end zone by Mahomes? Uh, gosh, they, they're looking good, which, of course, this is their revenge game from Super Bowl 55. Right. But what a great week. We're moving on to our next week, week five. Um and hey, we hope everything turns around for us. But to start that off with, we're moving on to Scott with the Flex Dungeon. Scott, what you got? Yeah, so the Flex Dungeon is just our uh, Flex Appeal segment. So for me, the guy I am bringing into my Flex Dungeon this week is Chris Alave. Uh, Michael Thomas, still a little banged up. Uh, should be back. But uh, Chris Alave is just been solid. Um, I think he's going to have another great week this week, and I'm bringing him into the Flex Dungeon. Uh, the guy I'm stiff-arming is Mike Williams. Uh, as I mentioned in one of the first podcasts, he's a player that has a good game and then a bad game, and you never know what you're going to get. And it's been like that so far. He had a bad game, then a good game, a bad game, then a good game. He's due for another bad game. I'm banishing him for my Flex Dungeon this week. I think Keenan Allen's going to be back, and he's going to absorb most of the targets. Uh, so Mike Williams will not be on my flex this week. Yep, for uh, for me, I'm bringing Devin Singletary into my flex dungeon. Um, So-so performances over the four weeks. He did have a really big game in week three, but overall pretty me mediocre performance to date this season. Um, but he has seen the majority of carries for the Bills – and I expect the Bills to be up big against the Steelers at home. This is going to be Kenny Pickett's first start for the Steelers. And I think the Bills are going to feast on that rookie. Um, and so, I, like, like I said, I think the Bills will be up big. And I think Singletary will get a lot of carries. Uh, I am leaving Zeke 
out of the flux dungeon. As we all know, the Cowboys run game has been pretty lackluster this year. And to add to that, the Rams have given up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, and uh, and yeah, for, for Zeke, he's had less than 10 points in three out of the four weeks this season. So all signs point to, to leaving him out of my lineup. So unfortunately, kicking Zeke out. Great. How about you, Charlie? In my flex dungeon this week, give me James Robinson. He's he's a solid guy. He's had one down week, but he has a really uh, favorable matchup against Houston this upcoming week. And oh, yeah. frankly, I when when I was sent the list of contenders, uh, James Robinson, I thought was the only guy who really didn't belong on the list of flex options. I think he's head and shoulders above the rest of these options. Uh, he's going to be an RB two option at the worst. He could be a top ten guy this week. And for the young man that I'm banishing from my flex dungeon, it's going to be Michael Carter of the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets have, have kind of started the season with a running back by committee uh, with Carter and Brees Hall. But the, Brees Hall has been slowly getting a higher and higher share of the carries on that team. I, I think Carter is not going to be a good play this week. And honestly, I think in the next two to three weeks, he'll be droppable. Great calls. Um, my player I am dragging into my flex dungeon is going to be Curtis Samuel. Um, he's continues to lead the commanders in targets. And this offense is just, he's just getting schemed into this offense. So I think he's going to absolutely thrive this week. Um, the person I'm stiff arming and keeping out of there is Drake London. Um, I don't think he has a particularly good matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Falcons are not the Chiefs. As good as London, as, as good as a season London's had, I have I do not believe in that kid. And I, but I think, particularly with a better quarterback, maybe look the other way. So great choices, everybody. We're gonna go ahead and shift on over to on the clock, Stephen. What you got for everybody? Yeah. So got a few good. Options to choose from for you guys this week. Uh, we'll give give you guys kind of the situation, and then you'll have thirty seconds to kind of give me your case or uh, or explanation on said situation. So we'll start with Scott, and of course, gotta bring some Cowboys into the picture. Um, so let me let me paint the picture for you. We got two Cowboys running backs, Zeke. And Tony Pollard uh, combined 95 attempts for 389 yards this season uh, and it combined 12 receptions for 98 yards. Compare that to the two Patriots running backs, Damien Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson, 96 attempts for 457 yards, 18 receptions for 86 yards. So which group of running backs between those two do you want on your team for the rest of the season? And Cowboys, Cowboys, hands down. Don't even need the full thirty seconds. Uh, Patriots banged up, <laughs> quarterbacks out. Uh, the offense is not great this year. Cowboys. All right, maybe a little bit of bias there, but we'll <laughs> uh, we'll roll with it. Was Just that a, a record for the shortest answer in this segment? I I mean, yeah. technically, yeah. I would, 
12 seconds, just about the answer was because Cowboys. <laughs> um, so uh, so now let's move over to MJ. I'm going to give it. you another pair of guys to uh, to compare. So first we got two Broncos receivers, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Okay. Combined 56 targets, 35 receptions, 526 yards for the season. And we're comparing that against two Seahawks receivers, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. 69 targets, 50 receptions, and 586 yards. So, again, just, just to throw out the comparison, Metcalf and Lockett have 13 more targets and 15 more receptions for the season. With that in mind, which group of receivers, if you had both, do you want on your team for the rest of the season? Go. Uh, I'm going to continue to stick with the Broncos. I think the loss of Javante just pushes them more into a passing game. Russ will have to cook. Now, Hackett continues to be subpar as a coach, but I do believe that they will have a significant uptick in passing yard, uh, passing attempts and passing yardage throughout the season. So Broncos, wide receivers it is. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I think uh... – like you said, with Javante being gone, they're they're going to have to find a way to get this offense moving, and I think it, it moves through those two guys. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Charlie, um, I got a little QB stat comparison for you, QB tight end stack specifically. So for the season, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have 159.94 fantasy points, and this is on Yahoo. Um Compare that to Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews with 175.62 fantasy points for the season. Which QB tight end sack do you think is better to have rest of season? And we'll let you go. It's the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to be a step or two above Mahomes rest of season. Um I, I like the schedule for Baltimore, especially from, from Lamar's perspective. And as far as the tight ends go, they're pretty neck and neck. I It could go either way, but I, I like Mark Andrews better. A little bit of bias because I have him. Um, so, yeah, it's the Ravens for me. I like it. Yeah, I, I think uh, totally fair. Lamar Jackson obviously has got a lot more running ability than Mahomes. And as you said, some can make an argument that Andrews is the top tight end in the league. So I think Jackson Andrews is a great choice, but uh, it's hard to not love Mahomes and Kelsey on your team. So definitely wouldn't blame anyone for for having either option. If you have both, you're you're in good shape. You're you're doing okay, that's for sure. And uh, and yeah, so with that, we'll uh, turn it back over to MJ with another MFK segment. Great MFK for this week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start out. It's going to be with the Washington Commanders. We're going to look at the receiving core of Curtis Samuel, scary Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson. Who would like to start for me? I'll go. Um, okay. I think uh, I think for me, I got a Mary Terry. Maybe I'm just doing it because of the rhyme. But Mary Terry... <laughs> Build Curtis and kill the rookie Jahan Dotson. I guess starting with Dotson, um, 
he's a rookie. We know I don't like rookies, but in reality, he's obviously getting just, I think, generally less action than the other two guys. I know he's gotten targeted in the end zone multiple games, um, but I think as far as just yardage goes, I, I think he's he's getting less looks than the other two guys, so I'm going to kill him. Um, as far as fielding Curtis Samuel, I just – I mean, he's been great. He is like the definition of like a PPR guy that you want on your team. Super, I think, safe floor. Um, but I also think his ceiling is maybe a little capped to an extent, which I guess leads to my answer with Scary Terry to be my Mary, is that his uh, he's got the highest ceiling. Uh, I think the, the talent for him is is probably top notch of the three, and he's any chance he could get a bomb from all reliable Carson went. So uh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Terry to Mary. Great. Scott. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I think it's tougher than what Steven made it out to be. Uh, I think I would have to marry scary Terry as well. Cause I like the rhyme, but uh, more seriously, cause he's still the wide receiver one. I think he's the biggest, uh, deep ball threat um i have to double check the stats on this but i think he has the most it's a through four games which obviously targets our opportunities so uh mary scary terry i think i would actually fill trades for Jahan dotson um he seems to be a favorite end zone target of carson wentz and uh i'm still down on samuel he had two good weeks the first two weeks, but his last two weeks uh, were not great. He had 9.6 fantasy points, which is man, a lot of lot of, uh, lot of targets, but didn't do anything with him against Pittsburgh in week three. Uh, and then against the Cowboys this past weekend, seven targets, uh, only 38 yards on four receptions. Um, I could easily see Dawson taking over as the second best wide receiver on that team. So, I'm going to fill trains for Dotson and kill Samuel. Charlie? Charlie? I think preseason, I would have agreed with you, Scott. Um, I think I would have, I think, you know, all three of us have, have Terry as our Mary. Um, right now, I'm thinking that Curtis Samuel has overachieved relative to expectations. So he's he's going to be the guy that I field trades for. So I'm, I'm in line with Steven here. It is very close between Samuel and Dotson. Right now, if I got to kill one, it's going to be Dotson. Great, um, man, uh, so well said. Um, I'm pretty high on this Curtis Samuel train, and I guess, it, well, do you guys know who's leading the Commanders in touchdown uh, reception touchdowns this year? Is it Dotson? Yeah, it is Dotson. Uh, that that's up to four Dotson, two Curtis Samuel's way, and then one touchdown for Terry McLaurin this year. And I I think one of the bigger stats is the yak, right? The yard after a catch, uh, twenty two for Dotson, seventy three yards for McLaurin, and one thirty for Curtis Samuel. So I just that's why I'm just so high on on Curtis Samuel, which is why I'm going to marry him. He just like I said that the offensive coordinator and Ron Rivera are just implementing him in different ways and that tends for me from what i see that leads to big fantasy production and yeah i mean listen the cowboys are a great defense so i i expected that set line um 
But I will, like I said, marry Curtis Samuel. I will field trades for Terry McLaurin, and I will kill Johan Dotson. I, I can't survive on just that touchdown production. I need that big bang from Terry. So uh, great explanations, everybody. Uh, who'd like to go next? Any I'll take players? it. All right, Scott. Yeah, what you got? So uh, my hint to you guys uh, beforehand was Broncos players, specifically Broncos running backs, because <laughs> while we just lost one, we gained another. So your choices are Melvin Gordon, Michael Boone, and Latavius Murray, MFK. Who wants to go first? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to take the depth chart right now, and I'll marry Melvin Gordon, build trades for Mike Boone, and kill Latavius Murray. Again, obviously, Melvin Gordon is the current starting running back and was the starting running back with Javante. I know that he has had an abundance of fumbles. I forget how many, but I want to say it's maybe like 20% of his carries this season. Um May, may be wrong about that, but it's definitely a, a high high number. So I think he's got a short leash, but again, he's he's the guy. He's the incumbent. So I'm going to marry Gordon. Uh, Mike Boone, again, he's the next man up. So I'm going to fill trades for him. And Latavius Murray, you know, again, I think we've seen what, what he's done in his past. Did well with the Vikings, did well with the Saints. Um, and so I think he definitely, or I guess, and also I think, the Ravens at some point. Um, so he's bounced yeah. around, bounced around a bit and is always I feel like delivered from a fantasy standpoint. But uh, again, he's just the guy that he was picked up. So I'm, I'm just going based off the depth chart. I agree with Steven. The tears are clear. I have nothing to add. It's, it's Mary Gordon um, field trades for Boone. Kill Murray. Hashtag tears are clear. Um, I'm going to have to kill Boone. Um, he dropped a very crucial free, free first down pass, and that lost the Broncos the game. I mean, uh, other things coincided, but th- that they get they keep continue giving the kid chances, and he just keeps letting me down. And it's not like I'm a Broncos fan. I I mean, I have been, you know, let's ride, baby, but. Jeez, that was infuriating. And I can't really back that up with Gordon either, who has four fumbles within his last three games. So I'm going to have to field trades for Gordon because everyone's thinking Gordon's going to be the lead running back. Well, guess what? I'm going to marry the starting running back, which is going to be Latavius Murray, who looked exceptionally well, exceptionally good for the Saints against the Minnesota Vikings after he was just subbing in for Kamara. I mean, I I believe 5.6 yards a carry. Um and so that's how I'm going to stand on that. Love the call, MJ. Uh, you stole a lot of my thunder there. Um, I am going to tweak it slightly to what you said, but I am also marrying Latavius Murray. Uh, he's looked great in the past, and he looked amazing on Sunday, coming off the practice squad for the Saints, filling in for Kamara with uh, 11 one 11 rushing attempts, 57 yards, and a touchdown. I think Latavius Murray is going to get uh, – all the goal line work now. Um, I think at a minimum, he will be the goal line back. And I think he will easily uh, surpass Gordon as the first and second down back. I'm going to fill trades for Michael Boone because I think he's going to hold on to the passing down back. Yes, he dropped that crucial catch to, uh, to what was it a fourth down? Yes, it was a fourth down. But that wasn't all his fault. Russ threw a terrible pass. It was short and behind him. 
and it was low. Like it was, it was not a great pass. Um, but it hit his hands. It, it did his hands, which he should have caught it, but like not a hundred percent his fault. Uh, Melvin Gordon killing him, man, dude. Every time he gets the ball, he fumbles it. Like I, I see Latavius Murray taking over this backfield. Um, and I see Gordon becoming irrelevant. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go opposite of what Stephen and Charlie said um, and go Murray, Boone, Gordon, MFK. Stephen, what do you have for your MFK? My set of guys all share faith or religious, religious-esque names. Um, so we have Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, and Amon Ross St. <laughs> Brown. Man, that's fun. brilliant. <laughs> So I was actually I was thinking about uh, doing a, a name battle as well, but yours is way more creative than what I was going to come up with. So good one. so creative. Tell, tell me them again. Kirk Godwin. Yep, Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Three receivers. Oh. I'll take this one first. Um, I think I'm marrying Amon Ross St. Brown uh, as MJ alluded to earlier. The Lions have uh, the top offense after the first four weeks, and Amon Ross St. Brown is a huge part of that. Uh, yes, he's injured, possibly out one more game, maybe, uh, before he comes back, but due to stud, uh, like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm not worried about Williamson taking targets away from him when he comes back. Um, he's trouble for defenses. He's Goff's favorite target. Uh, I'm marrying ASB. The other two, it's a little bit tougher. Kirk has had an amazing start to the season. Uh, he's clearly been Lawrence's favorite target, but Chris Godwin is Chris Godwin. He finished as wide receiver two overall in 2019 before Brady even showed up in town. Um, he had a decent game Sunday night. wasn't great, uh, but it was it was a good first game back from injury. Uh, I think it's only going to go uphill from here as long as he stays healthy. Uh I feel comfortable starting him as my wide receiver two going forward, and I'm going to build traits for Chris Godwin, uh, which unfortunately means I have to kill Kirk. Um, it's just because I like the other two guys better. Nothing really against Kirk. Um, better better offense in Tampa. Who wants to take it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it. Uh, I will actually definitely agree with you, Scott. I... I mean, although, yeah, nothing against Kirk. They did face a an excellent Eagles defense this week. Um, I just love the out- upside with the number one offense, ASB. I Steven is asking a king's ransom for him. So I, I man, I want, I want, a, I want a piece. I want a piece of the pie. Um, same thing, Barry ASB field trades for Godwin, uh, kill Kirk. Charlie, what you got? Gentlemen, it's important in this discussion not to confuse ASB for the other saint, Equinemius St. Brown of the Chicago Bears, who is uh, nowhere near relevant to this uh, conversation, but his name <laughs> is. In any case, uh, I'm, I'm marrying Amonra St. Brown. I love his name. It's such a cool freaking name. Such and cool uh, name. He's, he's got the skills to, to live up to it. I'm not nearly as high on Godwin as you guys are, I think. Um, I, I like Christian Kirk a lot better. Mm. Um, 
Kirk and St. Brown aren't that far apart on, on my uh, rankings here. But yeah, I'm, I'm killing Godwin. I'm feel it, fielding trades for Christian Kirk. Uh, but yeah, Kirk, Kirk and St. Brown are not too far apart. This is going to be three for three. Charlie and I agreeing on each one so far. I'm going to marry, I'm going to say Brown, fill trades for Christian Kirk and kill Chris Godwin. I really, more than anything, I really, really wanted Chris Godwin to be my field, but I just, I'm just so scared of, of the injury. He came back, what was it, the first game, second game, got injured, was out, came back, like, Heard is something last week against the Chiefs. Like there was like they're saying he had like an ab, some kind of ab hiccup. Um, so it just feels like this guy. I don't know. He's he's just breaking all over the place. Uh, I love the talent and um, obviously the ceiling is to the moon. But uh, like Charlie was saying, Christian Kirk has been um, he's been a guy this season, and I think uh, I think the Jags are going places. So. I'm going to field Christian Kirk and, and kill Chris. Hypothetical real quick for you, since it seems like Chris Godwin's injury history was the big factor for you killing him and, and uh, fielding Kirk. If you had a crystal ball and all you could see in that in the future was that Chris Godwin stayed healthy for the remainder of the season, would that change your mind? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so injury history aside, you filled. Godwin and you kill Kirk. Okay. Correct. That's yeah. It. I All believe right. in the goat over old sunshine T law. So, uh, so yeah, give me Godwin. If, if he can be fully cured of injury. All right, Charlie, what do you got for your MFK players? My players are three flex range wide receivers who all played for Alabama. And they are Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, and Amari Cooper. Oh. Oh, this is, I think, pretty easy for me. I'm just going to go gut instinct. Um, and maybe because I have him on one of my teams, but I'm going to marry Amari. Um, obviously, he is the guy for Cleveland right now. Um, slow start. I think the first game didn't have much action, but then he uh, – Took off weeks two and three. I know it settled back down a little bit last game against the Falcons, but he's he's obviously Jacoby Brissett's number one target. He's um, one of the best route runners in the league. He's going to get open, um, I think, a pretty safe floor there. And when Deshaun comes back, that obviously even boosts the value. So if we're talking, you know, season long into the playoffs, he's a guy to have. Going to fill trades for Devontae Smith. Any week, he could take a 70-yard bomb to the house. So um, I think he's got a, a super high ceiling. Um, obviously, A.J. Brown is the alpha in that offense, but I think Devontae Smith is um, not a too, too far behind number two. Uh, so I think he's got a, a relatively solid floor at the moment, and I'm going to have to kill Jerry Judy. I mean, they are not riding in, in – in, Denver right now. Um, I don't know what's going on with that offense. Hackett doesn't seem like he's the move. Russell Wilson ain't cooking. Um, it's a, a believe it when I'll see it situation. So uh, Mary Amari Cooper, Phil Trades 
for Devontae Smith and killing Jerry Judy. MJ? I'm going to... Uh, yeah, well, you know what, Steve-O? You got someone else who agrees with you. I think Cooper has been surprisingly good. And uh, based on what I've been reading, the main reason that they traded him for what a, a fifth-round pick was because Jerry Jones was uh, upset at him for not getting the COVID vaccine, which everyone has their own choices. But, man, I, it looks like the Browns got a hell of, hell of a deal, uh, and he's been showing up. Uh, been that primary receiver. Um, Devonta Smith showing flashes in his second year. I'm going to field trade with, uh, field trades for him, ex especially after with how streaky he is, right? Especially, I think he got a 30, 30 point bomb, uh, two weekends ago. So once he, I mean, once he throws another bomb up, I'd be fielding him and I'd be killing Judy just until this offense finally gets going. Once they start getting things going, um, Charlie, what do you think? It's four for four on my agreement with Steven on this one. Um, and honestly, in the, in the many years of our friendship playing the other MFK, I think that checks out. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, and, and these, I see, I see these three guys as all really close, virtually interchangeable. They've all had very similar feast or famine seasons. Um, but yeah, that, that Denver offense is just broken and I, I don't trust it yet. So Judy, Judy is my kill player. Whereas honestly, before this past weekend, I, I had it flopped. I had Judy as my Mary. Um, but yeah, Judy's my kill. Uh, and we are fielding trades for Devonte Smith. We're marrying Amari Cooper, Scott. So real quick, MJ, you said before this past weekend, Judy was your Mary. I said that Charlie said that. Char yeah, Charlie, Charlie said that. Uh, so this past weekend he had 53 receiving yards and a touchdown for 13.3 fancy points. The previous two weekends he was held below three fancy points. I think yeah, this past weekend. Yeah. He's he he has been up and down and yeah it's not that just this weekend that was the the determiner for for his individual performance it's the Denver offense as a whole and you know where he fits into it you know he he is obviously capable of of having decent performances but you know like I said these these three are are all very close um, and I see. Denver and Judy having the weakest future rest of season. For sure. I, uh, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, and I agree with all three of you with killing Judy based on the Broncos, uh, just being the weakest, um, offense so far. So it seems, but as Charlie pointed out, they've all been feast or famine. Each one of them have had two quote unquote startable fantasy weeks and two absolute bust fantasy weeks. Uh, Amari Cooper got shut down by the Atlanta Falcons this past weekend. For me, just like with Judy being on the worst offense, it comes down to Devontae Smith being on the best offense. I think he's going to have the most opportunities. I think DBs are going to start lining up. Uh, the top DBs are going to start lining up more on A.J. Brown, hopefully opening up more opportunities for Devontae Smith. Uh, I also need him to score three more touchdowns this year to get a side bet over Dave. Uh, but for that reason, I'm going to marry Smith and field trades for Cooper and differentiate from the group. 
slightly. Should we make a little side bet for uh, total 2022 fantasy points between Devonta Smith and Amari Cooper? Yeah, sure. I'll take that bet. Oh, uh, Devonta yeah. Smith will finish with more fantasy points than Amari Cooper. Let's do it. Side bet number five. Throw and me on MJ to that as well. MJ and Cooper are both. All right. Give, so give me Amari got... Cooper. Give me Amari Cooper. Uh, All right. MJ, you, you going to change your, your decision for for the bet? These these aren't shotgun bets. These are just side bets. Yeah. These uh, are bragging right bets. I, I will honest. Shoot. I'll take Cooper. All right. Smart Love man, it. smart man. Cool. So that was our fifth side bet. Uh, with that, I think we're moving into Steven and Jukebox. Yeah, so let's do some Jukebox. I love this um, segment. It's so funny. <laughs> we got we got three great songs for you guys today. Three solid artists for each of those songs. Um, instead of assigning, I'll, uh, I guess... What I'm going to do is tell you the artist, and then if one of you just wants to claim it, um, I'll then tell you the song and kind of the the scenario. So our first song is going to be a song by Harry Styles. Who wants to take that one? I like Harry. Give me, give me Harry Styles. All right, Charlie. Let me just take a second to say Harry Styles. Guys, if you haven't listened to his album, Harry's House, this dude is the man. Like talent is through the roof like depth chart wide receiver number one status he is a plug and play every week you don't have to worry about him just a solid solid singer um no skip super high floor i i got something to tag on to see real quick because he's talking about harry styles a quick plug uh, two weeks ago, we did our favorite movie coming up or movie most anticipated and i said don't worry darling starring harry styles Took the wife to see it this past week. We actually really enjoyed it. Uh, recommend. The critic score is low. The viewer score is high on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's fun. If you like thrillers with a, with a decent twist, go out and watch it. There you go. So he is overall all-star. He's a guy. The, the man who Scott once referred to as the dude from One Direction, I think, in our first episode. So where he got his start, again, man. Show this man some respect. Uh, anyways. Hey, there's getting, no disrespect to One Direction. Getting, they were great. They good catchy hits. Getting to the song. Um, the song is As It Was. Um, anyone who's listened to the radio lately or just listens to music, period, y'all know that this is great chill bop. Um, in the song, they say, Harry says, you know, it's not the same as it was. So Charlie, who is a player that was either one previously great and is now just good or a player who was good and is now just a guy. I need to take a minute on this one. Yeah, of course. As uh, as Charlie's thinking, like, let me just throw you out some more songs on this album to take a listen to. We got Music for a Sushi Restaurant. I mean, what what what, what kind of name for a song is that? Incredible. Um, late night talking as it was, uh, again, go and listen to this album. It's great. What's the difference between late night talking and pillow talk? Besides one I direction. I think you know the answer. difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know it's not the same as it was with Allen Robinson. Ooh. Uh, LA, L.A. Rams receiver um, who, who had some shining moments in Jacksonville. Um, but, you know, this year he's, he's had one good game uh, in, in the first four weeks. There, there are so many targets in Los Angeles that he, he just doesn't get a lot of love. And, you know, I, I still think he has the talent, but the, the project has not been all that successful. It's not the same as it was. I mean, absolutely perfect choice. Yeah, obviously we know that Robinson had some good years in Jacksonville, some good years in Chicago, and, and yeah, it's been a dud so far. So perfect, perfect choice. All right, Scott and MJ, um, the next two artists, and I'll, I'll let you choose. Choose your poison. We got Lizzo and Beyonce. Who wants who? I'll take Beyonce. All right. So Scott's taking Beyonce, so that leaves MJ with Lizzo. Um, we'll, let, we'll let Scott go first. So Scott, the song is Cuff It by Beyonce, um, which is off her latest album. Another really, really good song. Um, it's a jam. Take a listen. So, uh, so with that, guys, it's cuffing season. Um, <laughs> it's the fall. It's time to find find that special person in your life to take through the the holiday season. Um, share some company with. So, Scott, who's specifically who's a rookie that you're ready to get hot and heavy with for the rest of the season? <laughs> uh, first person that came to mind. Uh, I think it's easy for me. It's Chris Olave. I mentioned him earlier as my flex dungeon so not only am i uh cuffing him for the holidays but i'm bringing him to the flex dungeon specifically um kinky yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh dude's been a baller um uh, been a favorite target down there in uh in new orleans and uh yeah cuffing it with a lobby yeah i think that's a really solid choice seems like he could end up being the number one guy in uh in new orleans obviously is right now based on fantasy points but he could be overtaking Michael Thomas as as that stud receiver in, in Noah. So that leaves MJ. So MJ, we got a song by Lizzo, um, and it's called To Be Loved. And y'all, this is another jam. If you haven't heard this song, and it's to the number two, Be Loved, um, go and listen to it. It's a bop. Um, so MJ, which one of these players with number two on their jersey would you most want to have on your team for the rest of the season? Okay. I'm telling you, we don't have a lot of sexy options here, but DJ Moore, <laughs> Chase Edmonds, and oh. Robert Woods. You know what? I will I will give I will take Robert Woods. Whoa, okay, okay. Um listen, I if any if either any three of you would choose DJ Moore out of all these three, you're you're losing your mind. And potentially Chase Edmonds, but I I just don't think the system is completely integrated with the Dolphins yet, right? So I will happily take Robert Woods, who's starting to finally show some signs of life. He got his first touchdown of the season uh, this past week. So, all right, um, okay, I, I might be losing my mind because I'm definitely taking DJ Moore out of that group. Yeah, I, I think out of that group, I would too. I, I mean, he's—I I know that they've been slow to start with, but he's—he's he's the guy. He's the guy in Carolina, and it's—it's. Let's come. I feel like that have been a really good MFK. I know for sure of the three that I'm not taking, it's Chase Edmonds because I yeah, think Mostert is taking over as RB1. 
between the other two, it is a toss-up, but I don't I don't mind the answer of Bobby Trees. MJ, I'm going to give you a bonus round for this one. So you want to stay with door number one, who is Robert Woods, or do you want to take door number two, who is Darius Slay in the Eagles' defense? Which one of between those do you want to take rest of the season? Oh, listen, Darius Slay in the Eagles' defense, and I'll tell you easily why. They have one of, if not the easiest rest of the schedule. And, I mean, listen, every level of their defense is performing. I will happily take door two. Yeah, they're killing it. I, I was going to throw that in with the original group, but I, I thought it may be too easy of an answer, so I had to separate that. But, uh, but, yeah, guys, great, great answers across the board. That was a lot of fun. And I think with that, we'll turn it over to Scott to finish this up with Fantasy Flash. All right, Fantasy Flash. So first we'll start with the Week 4 recap. Uh, the first question that we had was from Thursday Night Football. It was Chase Higgins or uh, – Chasen Higgins or Waddle and Tyreek Hill for more receiving yards. We all picked Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and we were all wrong. Uh, the second one was the Sunday game between the Ravens and the Bills. It was 2.5 total rushing touchdowns between the quarterbacks. We all went under. There was only one rushing touchdown, uh, so we got that correct, all three of us. And then the Monday night game, it was who would have more fantasy points from rushing between Debo and Cup, and this was the closest uh, it possibly could have been. But Debo had two rushes for two yards, and Cup didn't register a single rush. So Steven and MJ got it right, and I got it wrong. Therefore, our standings after uh, three weeks of doing Fantasy Flash, because uh, we didn't do it week one, MJ is seven and two. Steven is five and four, and I am four and five. And uh, we are now going to be adding our guests to the standings because Charlie will be making picks this week. So moving into week five, our Thursday night football showdown. We have the Indianapolis Colts versus the Denver Broncos. Gross. So the question is: more targets, Michael Pittman or Cortland Sutton? Sutton, more targets. Give me Pittman. Steven says Pittman. I'm also going to say Pittman. Targets? I Yeah, I have to go Pittman. I have to. Charlie? Sutton for me, guys. All right, Charlie with the differentiation. You uh, might not <laughs> catch them all. <laughs> that's... that's Probably facts. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, I picked the Eagles versus the Cardinals. Okay. And this one is going to be an over-under. So over or under 4.5 total touchdowns between Hertz and Murray. Over. Okay. Over. Collective touchdowns? Yeah, like to touchdowns, passing, rushing, four between 5. the quarterbacks, between the two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. give me so, like I'm over Mount Everest on that one. Okay, I think Charlie? The, I think the Eagles' defense is too good. I think I'm I'm going under on this one. I'm, I'm going under as well. I think partly for that reason. I also think uh, the running backs have been fairly involved, uh, especially in the red zone for both teams. Um, 
I think they're going to get exactly four between the two of them. Uh, and so I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, that rolls us into Monday Night Football. We have the Raiders versus the Chiefs. So hey. the question is, more total fantasy points from the Monday Night game, Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey? I'm taking Kelsey here. I'm going to go Adams. I think uh, the Raiders are going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, I'll take Adams. I'm going to take Adams here. I will make it a split and go with Trav, Kelsey. All right. Damn. So it looks like MJ and I differentiated on the uh, over-under, but went the same with the other two. Doesn't help me catching up to him. (laughs) Uh, Charlie and I agreed on the under, but that was it. It looks like Steven split with pretty much everybody else. Cool. We'll see what the standings hold next week. Let's see if Charles starts the guest record out with a boom, with a bang. If I don't, no harm to me, I'll be long gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but uh, thank you, Charles, for joining us in this episode. Hopefully it will not be your last. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll check in with you when you're in the championship game, I assume. That's a it's a solid assumption, honestly. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, we'll definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty much a sure thing at this point, barring injuries. I will say I'm super thin at the running back position now, uh, assuming our trade goes through, Scott. So, you know, if I if I get bit by the injury bug, I might just be, you know, uh, a, an afterthought. Uh, but anyway, um, it's it's been a blast hanging out with you guys and. Uh, I, I love what you've got going here and thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Charlie, for giving us some of your time and a big thank you to everyone who takes their time to listen to this podcast, uh, gives us feedback, gives us a rating, whatever your support is. We, we really, and honestly, thank you so much for your time um, and supporting us. Cause this means the world to us and we're just trying to have fun. Right. Um, Scott, Steven, you guys have anything to say? Yeah, huge, uh, huge. Uh, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Just thank you to Charlie for joining us again. Um, also, big shout out. Going to be a, a new daddy soon, so hey, um, big congratulations. Um, appreciate Thanks, Steve. Him, him joining us right before, uh, right before that happens. But yeah, hopefully, he can uh, come back when he's a dad and give us all the advice that we need for our for y'all's future children and. Uh, <laughs> Our yeah. next podcast, we Charlie. <laughs> Got it. We can do a parenting pod. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steven kind of stole my thunder again. I was just say a huge shout out to Charlie uh, becoming a dad here pretty shortly uh, within the next week or so. Um, and yeah, we really appreciate you having uh, having you on the pod today. Uh, our home league currently will have two trades on the season after tonight. And they both have been between me and Charlie, so I appreciate having a trading partner in the 10-team league. At least somebody, you know, is there to, to make trades with. Um, but, no, I had a blast having you on, man. Hope to have you again. Uh, thanks to all our listeners out there. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy recording. 
Justice for Tua. Justice <laughs> for Tua. <laughs> um, and with that, thanks everybody for joining us with What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.